Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nick Anderson Fitness Podcast. I'm very excited about today's episode because I am with my friend who also took on the 30-day alcohol-free journey. If you haven't listened to my previous podcast about why I stopped drinking alcohol, go back and listen to that first because I feel like there's going to be some reference points that you need to li- to hear before you hear this. Anyways, I'm here with Terry. She's not drank alcohol for 30 plus days. Tell us about that. Tell us about yourself. Tell us all the good stuff. Okay, thanks. Hello, <laughs> Nick. Um, yeah, well, I guess started my 30 days started when I first saw your Instagram story. And it kind of started with, I've been thinking about my relationship with alcohol. And I, I thought this could go either way. This could be a, a silly joke or it could, be, <laughs> it could be a serious, really, what is my relationship to alcohol? How does it fit into my life? Yeah. And I just kind of brushed it off. I didn't really think much of it. And then I thought, you know, maybe, maybe there is a, re- maybe I do have a relationship with alcohol. But I was kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I don't really, I don't overindulge. I don't drink to get intoxicated and drink or binge drink or stuff like that. It's just a social thing. Mm -hmm. But back in June, I trained for a 5K. I did a 5K race on June 28th. And that's kind of the beginning of summer. I live in Southern Ontario. So just like the long weekend in May kind of kicks off the summer. So I was like heavy into training at that point. Mm. And I was, you know, weekends were socializing. My biggest runs were on Monday morning and I could still feel Saturday night, not just a couple of drinks, but the late night and the, the after effects, dehydration, all of it still felt the effects Monday morning. And that was my biggest run. That was my heaviest run on Monday morning. So I don't know. I made it through. I did well. I did fine on my race and everything. So it's just a reflection back in the last few months regarding alcohol. Yeah. My shift in my life in the last couple of years has been towards strength training. So I just finished a chin-up program because my next goal was to get my first champ which I still have yet to accomplish love it you're gonna get it (laughs) I'm so I'm close I don't know I don't know what close means (laughs) (laughs) I'm halfway I don't know but I did my alcohol free within those that training program and it was just one less thing I had to think about it was just so refreshing Mm. I wasn't foggy I wasn't dehydrated and I get headaches really easily and migraines so those were few and far between, and I could just focus on achieving that strength goal. So yeah, it was, um, was kind of nice. And we had another event recently beyond my 30 days. I didn't even bring my alcohol with me because I just thought I don't, don't need it. Yeah. I can socialize fine without it. So, so yeah, that's kind of my why. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because you talked about your 5K, how you know, those Monday mornings, you'd wake up and you, you kind of still feel it, right? Mm. Maybe it's not, you're not like hungover, but like you still kind of feel that something's sloshing around in there while yeah. you're trying to run. And I remember that too, from when I used to run. I, I remember planning my running days around when I wasn't going to drink because I knew like at that time in my life, I was, I was a little more heavy into it. It was like every weekend, 
sometimes during the week too and i was training for a half marathon and it was so hard trying to structure all my training and all my drinking which sounds so stupid saying out loud doesn't it i know i kind of had to think that too i'm like okay wait my long run is on monday we're out with these people Saturday night. Maybe I should move my run. Like, what? Doesn't that seem bizarre to accommodate your training around alcohol? So. Right. And like, I get the social aspect of it. Planning your training around when you have a social event is one yeah. thing. But you can have a social event, not drink, and still go for a run the next morning and be yeah. physically fine. Whereas if you mm-hmm. have even a beer or two it's gonna be such a difference on your performance and that's something that I noticed too in my performance from you know being in the gym and lifting heavy is it was so much easier I've even switched to to being in a calorie deficit and it's still easier with less calories but not drinking for me to lift heavy okay so I'm looking forward to that because starting in September I'm gonna be going back into a deficit because I've been in maintenance for months, mm-hmm. intentional maintenance, um, because I was running and because I was doing this chin up program, I just wanted to have a few more calories to go with that. So I'm yeah. going to be switching to a deficit. And for me, there's a couple of things you said, one or two beers. I'm really short. I don't know if you catch on to that on my Instagram, uh-uh. I'm like below five feet tall. <laughs> so one beer, I, I can get sloshed off the drink. Like it really does not take a lot. Gotcha. To, to drink a lot and feel intoxicated. So I'm often the DD because I I just I'll just not drink because I'll have one and I can't drive. But if I know I am, I only have one or two and I, I'm already poor judgment, loud and obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> and my performance suffers. So it's funny that you say one or two. Yeah, yeah, one or two <laughs> difference for me. So I'm looking forward to that in my deficit. And again, because I'm so short, my calorie intake has to be a little lower than the average person. I was just going to um, say that. Yeah. Yeah. So the value for me, a glass of wine, 160 calories, that's, that's so, bigger than a snack for me, actually. Yeah. That's a um, good chunk of, of what you have remaining. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A margarita, that's lunch. Like, right. That, I could make a salad out of the calories. <laughs> margarita. So the value, and I'm not saying there's not a place for it, is just most of the time I I would rather value a nutritional decent intake of, of my calories. Sure. Not spent not spend it on alcohol. Absolutely. And and also like no shade to people who do drink. Like that's no, no, no. That's, that's in my notes too. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, I am not trying to shame because I'm not saying I'm cutting this out of my life forever. Uh-huh. I'm just saying for me, for my goals and what I value. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to say that. No shame. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did not say that at all on my last oh, podcast. Okay. So like <laughs> no one has said anything to me, but I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like, you know, like it's fine if, if you want to drink, that's it's literally part of our cult- our culture. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But just know that it, it comes as a trade-off. And, and if you're okay with that trade-off, then great. Go for it. Yeah. Enjoy. Have a great time. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I don't know that I'll do this forever. But right now, like, it just doesn't, 
it doesn't seem like it has a place in my life. So yeah. So when I, when I would choose a drink, when I was in a deficit, I would choose a drink that was like a hundred calories and just tasted okay, just because it was a low calorie drink. So yeah, where's the value here, right? Am I even enjoying myself or am I just drinking because? Right. It's like having atmosphere. a it's like having a cauliflower pizza instead of a regular pizza because right. it's, it's not worth it. <laughs> right. Is it worth it? It's funny also that you say that it's part of your culture because I grew up in an Italian environment. Mm-hmm. My heritage is Italian and alcohol is a big deal. Like a wine is on the table like all the time and we're surrounded by it. And I live in Niagara. It's like the wine capital of Canada we're surrounded by wineries and vineyards and it's you grew up in Niagara you drink wine it's it's kind of what you do it's part of our culture as well yeah yeah so what's that like kind of taking this on and living in a place that is so heavy into wine culture well coming up in September our city celebrates that wine culture by having a festival and it's world renowned where the wineries can showcase their crops and their wines. And it's a huge deal. There's a parade and there's festivals. There's, uh, there's a 5k, <laughs> there's uh, tastings and tours and that sort of thing. And everybody looks forward to that. Let's go to grape and water. What are you doing for grape and wine? That's the name of the festival. It's just, that's the talk leading up to September in Niagara is grape mm-hmm. and wine. I don't know. This year should be interesting because we usually go. It's hosted at the biggest park in our city and you wander and there's vendors and you taste and you sample the wines and you talk to the, the winery owners and talk about their yields and their crops, <laughs> how their year went and that sort of thing. So I don't know how this year will go i don't mind tasting and sampling wines but to go to get intoxicated is just not appealing to me right and for you with your height does going and sampling wines will that get you intoxicated oh yeah yeah i mean sampling a wine is you know you're getting one or two ounces maybe you're just tasting the wine sure but you're not just tasting one wine you're going from vendor to right. vendor to vendor right, and right. you end up having a few glasses at the end so yeah no I'll, i might sample one or two i'll set myself a bright line mm-hmm. and just sample what they have to offer and move on i'm not gonna overdo it so that's very smart <laughs> yeah yeah in ontario i don't know if you knew this but in ontario the drinking age is 19 oh interesting yeah so our provincial government governs the regulations for alcohol does your state govern your alcohol or is it or is it federal it's it's federal here yeah okay okay so provincial is like comparable to your state so our province of ontario runs the uh the laws for alcohol so 19 is the legal drinking age um you can only buy hard liquor in the liquor store Okay. So it's governed by, it's called the LCBO, which is called the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. And that's the only place you can buy hard liquor or from a distillery, which we only have a few in Ontario. You can buy wine from a winery or this liquor store as well. You, you can buy wine from a couple of private wine stores, but they're heavily managed by the government. 
Mm. And you can buy beer from the beer store, which is private as well, but is also heavily governed by the province. So nobody can just randomly open a beer store. And only in 2019, maybe just a slightly earlier, the government kind of hand-selected a few corner stores and grocery stores to sell only beer and wine. So I think in the U.S., it's just much more easier. Like, I think the access might be easier. You can buy hard liquor at a store, right? Just a random store or a corner store. It depends here. So the the drinking age is a federal thing, but um, state by state. Sometimes it's you can only buy beer, wine, and liquor at a liquor store. Here in Massachusetts, yep. you can get beer and wine at a gas station as well. Okay. Um, where I used to live in Rhode Island, it was there was no anything outside of the liquor store. Okay. So it's state by state. Yeah. Yeah. I just I found it interesting that they that the government finally allowed beer and wine. I mean, in limited quantities, it's not like it's the entire it's just like one small aisle mm-hmm. and limited selection but i just thought really like this just one more easier access for younger or people who are trying to avoid alcohol and now they're doing their groceries and now it's just right there in the aisle it's not a separate store in the in the grocery store there's no doors it's just it's just the aisle it's the next aisle over Right. So like think, anyone can wander in there. Like any like yeah. 18 year old or 17 year old can want. And like right. the cashiers at the grocery store are going to be less likely to check for a fake ID. Right. Right. So they, they had to be specially trained and they're given a sign on their checkout that says this cashier can check you out. So they have to be over 18 mm. and they have to be specially trained on how to read a, a ID properly so that nobody checks out. But if somebody who's struggling with alcohol, maybe exposure is something they're trying to avoid. That's a great point. Going to the grocery store is now becoming another element that they have to navigate. So yeah, like they have to consciously skip that aisle. Like, no, I know that it's there. Right. Right. Now they have to find another grocery store to go to that doesn't sell alcohol. So yeah, that was interesting. That is interesting. Let me talk to you about like some of the reactions I got. Oh, yes, please. I had put a story on my Instagram just saying, I'm going to do this 30 days, you know, who's in, let's do it. A couple of my friends reached out and one said, you know, I'm just going to try to drink less alcohol. I said, great. That's awesome. Whatever less means to you, you're making conscious effort. That's awesome. Make less, drink less. And just a few good for you. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. That kind of support. And then when we were out with friends, it never really came up. We always bring our own alcohol when we go out to visit people. You know, the host would offer whatever. But nobody ever said, oh, are you not drinking? Or nobody really ever made a comment. So they must have just quietly known and never said anything. And I never made a big point like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight. Right, right. Don't ask me why. <laughs> but uh, we had made some big events. And that's why I chose to do it during this time because I knew these were the kind of events that I would want a drink for vacation and visiting our friends at their cottage and our wedding anniversary. Like that's something my husband and I enjoy going for a nice dinner and having a glass of wine or ordering a fun mixed drink that I wanted to always try Mm. and saying no to those would have been part of the challenge. So I managed just 
fine. And my husband was supportive, of course. He would say, is it okay if I order a beer? Sure. I drink what you want. And you just know that I'm not. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you had nothing but positive support from it because that was something that I was worried about going into it was people being like, oh, you're not drinking. That's weird. No, for me, I didn't experience any of that because I have been a hermit for the last month. So I haven't actually seen people, (laughs) (laughs) but I do have a wedding to go to this weekend and I don't plan on drinking at it. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, that would be interesting to see people especially if they know that you do enjoy a drink at a social event they may right. comment they they yeah. very well may and I, you know they do know that i enjoy a drink at a social event and i'm not um, same thing i'm not planning on being like hey guys yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah either way i think at a wedding it'll be like a little easier for people to not notice because there's a lot of people around and like yeah. we'll be on the dance floor and stuff like right. that you know I'll be tearing it up on the dance floor just yes you don't need alcohol roll. to do that no I'm just a goofball anyways so <laughs> yeah and if other people are drinking they're not even going to notice that you're not so. exactly but tell me more about like that positive support that you got when you first like talked about it on your story Uh, Yeah, they were just mostly my closest friends and a couple of inner circle members that follow me and I follow them that uh, they'd say, yeah, way to go. That's awesome. Um, I got one comment that said, that's awesome. Good for you. I could never do that. Mm -hmm. And I said something like, never say never. I mean, I kind of brushed it off too. I'm like, no, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it this month. There's way too much going on this month. And then that's when I hesitated. Wait a minute. If you can't do it this month, when am I going to, when would you do that? That's a great it's point. Just, it's just a challenge. It's just a bracket of time. It's just 30 days. So yeah, I, that was, that's the only comment I've said back is said, never say never. Yeah. Now's that's, the time. Something like that. That's yeah. an interesting comment to say, like, I could never do that because like, if I, yeah. if, if I had said that, that would really make me evaluate my own relationship with alcohol. Like, why why can i never do that yeah red flag yeah a little bit um yeah so it's kind of interesting i got i got a lot of positive feedback myself too like it and i was overwhelmed by how much feedback i got like people i'd never yeah. even talked to before were like coming in my <laughs> <Me>? dms <laughs> i talked to you before come I on <laughs> Um, but yeah, like so many people that I've never even talked to or a bunch of like a bunch of people that I do know, you know, coming in and saying like the big paragraphs, like, I think you had like this big paragraph where you were like, Oh my God, like, this is such a good idea. I'm going to do it too. And I got, I got so excited by the fact that I knew someone else was doing this with me, Good, but it like, it wasn't even a challenge for me because I didn't have all these social events. So it, it felt like I cheated. <laughs> you know what? I kind of feel the same way in terms of how difficult it was for me because it wasn't that difficult. Even though I had these big events that I would normally drink at, it wasn't that difficult for me. <laughs> like you said that I had the kind of the same relationship with alcohol. Like I could take it or leave it. I don't really overindulge it. I only do it at social events. So to cut it out for a month wasn't that difficult. Now, if you said cut out 
coffee for a month. <laughs> that might have been, been a challenge, but I mean, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like I cheated, but I did notice a difference. I did notice just feeling more refreshed and clear headed and more conducive to my goals. So yeah, absolutely. the timing, the timing was right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed so a lot I was, of that too. Go ahead. I was um, concerned about negative feedback. The only negative feedback I was concerned about was people thinking I was doing this for weight loss uh... because I, I've kind of been putting it out there that I've been strength training and focusing on my nutrition and lost significant weight in the last couple of years and maintaining it. And I'm happy with that, but I think I'm just giving that impression that my weight loss is ongoing. And I thought that it would be, Oh, cut out alcohol to lose weight. I I thought that that's the impression that I was giving and nobody really said anything. And we said, how much weight did you lose after cutting out 30 days of alcohol? But it wasn't about that because I lost weight in the last two years while still enjoying a drink now and again. So how how would you feel if people did think that? Uh, I feel like I would have to explain saying uh, I've lost weight and included every food group, including alcohol. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I just feel like I would have to go on and on about how there's a time and place for everything. And mm-hmm. this isn't about weight loss. This is about my goals and how this fits into my life. And if I can challenge myself this way, do you hear me rambling? This is what I would have to do. So <laughs> I just feared that I would have to do that with every person that said that. Yeah. And that's not a comfortable conversation to have with anyone. Yeah. I just think I would lose them at well <laughs> <laughs> see the eyes rolling already yeah, yeah. Uh, i get it <laughs> we'll see it's, if i have to have um, those conversations i mean uh, people are not i don't think anyone would think i'm doing it for weight loss i mean maybe they would because i i have done it before like yeah i didn't know that you could include things you know i'd, yeah. I'd cut out pretty much everything including alcohol yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a beach body survivor myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a P90X survivor. Oh and, wow, um, old school beach body. That's like before like, the I, I'm telling you, it was it was brutal. And I cut out at, like everything. At, everything. I mean, I don't even know what it was surviving That's on. what you it tell was, they tell you to do, right? Oh, it was just incredible. And that tiny little whisper in my head going. I'm fitting my greens in this little cup. Wait, I thought greens were unlimited. <laughs> like I thought my salad should be unlimited, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. Anyways, we could go down that road too. <laughs> that's, that's the conversation I wish I could have with more people was just talking about what, what I've learned and what I'm doing now that I feel so much better and more successful and not cutting out everything. So cutting out alcohol for 30 days was not a weight loss step. It was just something I wanted to challenge myself with. And same with running a 5k. I ran many 5ks years ago, but they were for weight loss. I thought I didn't run 
five half marathons in a year. That was crazy, sir. Yeah, that was also for <laughs> weight loss. So, <laughs> yeah. and of course, you're just starving and then you just eat it all back, anyways. Literally what happened. Yes. Yeah. But I just wanted to run one this year because I just, my mindset's completely different. I thought I just wanted to train for something, put the effort into a good training program and just work hard and see what happens. See if my running body still knew what to do, see how I felt. And um, yeah, with alcohol sitting in there, maybe I could have improved slightly, especially with recovery um, or my, my longer runs maybe could have improved a little bit, but. I wasn't trying to beat any time or anything, so it really didn't matter. But I don't know. You, you, you know, yeah, your goal was to like it. finish, right? Like, yeah, and that's what you did. Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice yeah. during during the thirty days that your quality? Did your quality of life change? question did my quality of life change in general i have a great quality of life love that regardless <laughs> honestly i have a great life um we live a comfortable life i've had my husband and i've been married for 26 years i have two teenage boys they're happy healthy funny kids um I feel better in my skin. I'm stronger than I've ever been. I'm clear headed about my goals. And um, I think my social circles are healthy. My relationships are healthy. Um, I've taken a better approach to nutrition and my food. I enjoy my Oreo every day and creamer in my coffee. And pizza on the weekends and I'm just overall in a good space so eliminating alcohol for 30 days sure maybe I notched up that quality of life just a little bit more so yes your answer yes I'd say I did improve my quality of life great I love that because I am I think if people are out there listening thinking about doing this for themselves and again if you're not that's totally fine but if you're thinking about doing this for yourself, I was worried that my quality of life might decrease mm. from, you know, being afraid to go to social events or something like that. And again, I did end up being a hermit for the 30 days, which is completely unrelated to okay. the alcohol thing. I just work a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess, I guess I'll have to report back on that when, when I do go to social events, but I was curious for you because you did, you know, go to things and not drink at them. Like, I'm curious what that was like being in them. Like, did it feel like you had less of a good time or did you still right. have the same amount of, of fun at them without alcohol or like I was missing out. Yeah. Good, good phrasing. Absolutely. Yeah. I going into those events, I kind of feared I'm going to be missing out. Like, I could be having fun without me with my little soda water. But um, I think, especially the, the one event we visited, visited our friends at their cottage and there were other couples there. And we had been to that cottage with them in previous years. 
And what they remember of me being at that cottage is remember Terry when she was at the bar mixing all these drinks for us and <laughs> and recipes and all these cocktails she made. I'm like that's the reputation I left behind was me behind the bar mixing drinks for people. Like, oh dear. So I said, I'm I'm not drinking. I'm and they were like, Great, great, good for you. You know, they were very supportive and they had a few drinks and nobody went over the top but I was absolutely comfortable around it and I don't feel like I missed out on anything there's enough to do there that it wasn't just about sitting around and drinking like we're you know in the water and socializing and yeah it wasn't about the alcohol so no I didn't feel like I missed out on many social events yeah that's great. I, I love like, that. I feel like I can still be myself mm. without that guide. <laughs> right. Alcohol. Now, going into a room of strangers and going to an event. Now, this wedding, did you say this is the one that you don't know anybody? No, I, there's a bunch of friends that I have at this okay. wedding. So, yeah, okay, it'll be okay. Because okay. <laughs> that, that would be something. If I was going to an event where I didn't know anybody except one or two people, that would be an event where I would almost need that crutch. It's not a terrible word of alcohol just to kind of get that social edge. Right. It, it does help. I mean, yeah. like, I, you know, I've, I've talked about that time that I was at a wedding where I didn't know anyone. Okay. That's what it was. Drank yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I drank entirely too much though. Like I felt like complete shit after. Right. And uh, embarrass myself on the dance floor but yeah, did i though yeah, yeah. did i embarrass Girl. myself <laughs> you would have done that without the alcohol you might be right if if it was a bunch of people i knew yes but with a bunch of people i don't know definitely not so <laughs> yeah so there's a difference between just one or two drinks taking the edge off and just totally going bananas and getting intoxicated absolutely and then feeling like crap the next day or two yeah, and I think as I've as I've aged a little bit more, like even having one or two makes me feel like crap now. Whereas before, yeah. like one or two, I'd feel fine, and yep. now I'll just like smell alcohol and wake up feeling hungover. <laughs> mm, I know, I know. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way um, during lockdown, and that's what was happening because <laughs> I was home and. It started with, you know, a glass of wine at dinner and then sitting around at night watching Netflix and having a drink with my husband. And then midday, I'm baking cookies and, oh, I can have a drink at 3 p.m. because no one's around. And then having another drink at dinner and have another one at night. And then I was like having Bailey's in my coffee at breakfast and then a glass of wine with my lunch and then mixing cocktails and finding recipes and... <laughs> I did a master class Zoom call with my friends and I taught them how to mix drinks. Oh my God. That's kind of fun. <laughs> it was it was fun, but by this point I'm like three drinks in going, and this is how you shake a whole <laughs> Like, okay. And then we got called back to work. I'm like, oh, what when when am I gonna day drink? Where am I gonna fit in my when am I gonna fit in my drinking? This isn't mm -hmm. fun. So just that little red flag thing, like, okay, if this is what you miss about being 
home all the time, then maybe there's a bit of a red flag. Yeah, so, that's yeah. kind of a sign for sure that something has steered a little bit too far down that path. Yeah, yeah. And it starts innocently enough. That's that's fair, right? Like, okay, well, right. have a drink after work. Great. And it just gets easier and easier to have more and more. And and I think it became like kind of a social joke during lockdown. I was like, everybody's day drinking. And it was just... And everyone was. <laughs> yeah. they, they were, absolutely. It just kind of became acceptable. And I was supposed to be okay with that. And that's when I gained a bunch of weight and came out of it and took it upon myself to lose some weight on my own, join the inner circle the year after. And my life has changed completely. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Things are just better overall. Yeah. Um, I think that's as good of a note to end on as any, unless you have anything awesome. else in your notes that you wanted to touch on. Um, you know what else you didn't bring up, which I thought was interesting. It was um, the financial cost. Yeah, it kept going through my mind as you were talking mm -hmm. and then it it slipped by the time that it got to be my turn to talk. So yeah, saving so much money. I went to the liquor store earlier in the summer and dropped a hundred bucks on an armful of booze. Like a hundred. What did I just do? And it was an all for myself, but. I could think of other places to spend a hundred dollars. So yeah, there's, there's a little bit of that too. Yeah. I went out to dinner with, uh, with my wife a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a week ago. And I think she ordered one drink and I, I obviously didn't order any. And when we got the bill back, we're like, wow, this, this place is usually so expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's usually because, because I'm going to have two drinks when we're there. And when I order a second drink, she's going to be like, oh, I'll have one too. So, you know, we end up having one instead of four on the bill. So it, it saved us so much money. Like it's like half the bill. It was crazy. So people say that about uh, higher end restaurants in our area and they say, Oh, it's so pricey. And then we went for dinner and our bill was quite reasonable because he had one beer and I had no alcohol at all. Like that's what's unreasonable is the alcohol. I don't mind paying for good food, right? but you're spending $13 on a drink. Yeah. And I get it. If it's a special occasion and you want to try a drink, that's maybe their specialty cocktail and they're they're charging you $14 because it has lavender leaves in it or something, then fine. I'll try it. (laughs) I, um, yeah, the, the sacrifice again, is it, is it worth the $14 or can I maybe pass on that and just enjoy my meal as is? Right. Yeah. And the reason that they charge that much for drinks is because people buy them. Like they can get away with it. Absolutely. They so, do. Yeah. That, it's, that... it's funny. I'm just becoming more aware of that. When you look around at the restaurant and look and every table has alcohol on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something I've become a little more aware of too, by not doing this. We went to a, a like a state fair type of thing the other day and we were in line to get food but next to us was the beer line. There were like two people in the food line and like 19 people in the beer yeah. line. I'm yeah. Like, wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, no shame. It's just 
your awareness just is heightened. Right. You just become, you become a lot more aware. You just see how ingrained drinking is into our culture when you're not into drinking. Our culture. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So bravo to anybody else who did this challenge and bravo to anybody else who's been sober and has um, uh, alcohol relationships and they just are trying to change things. And if this was one step towards making a change, then I hope it was a positive experience. Let's just keep going. And I got to tell you, I posted on my stories too, just a little paragraph saying, if anybody's interested, I finished my 30 days, a little bit of about my experience and kind of, I'm just kind of ongoing. We'll see where this takes me. And I picked up my son from work. He's 17. He got in the car. He's like, so mom, you did your 30 days, eh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, so how'd it go? How did you feel? And how did, like, my 17-year-old was acknowledging how my challenge went. And yeah, it was kind of you know, sweet. Yeah, he was that, proud of me. That's very sweet. I love that. That's, yeah. that's so wholesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very sweet. I, I, I'm aware of my relationship with food in front of my kids, my relationship with exercise in front of my kids, my relationship with alcohol in front of my kids. Right. Right. Cause so, you want to set a good example. Yeah. They follow me on Instagram. They, they see me doing my chin ups. They see me doing lifting weight. They, they see my gym. Obviously they know what my life, what's important in my life, but um, alcohol, we tried to be a little more subtle with, mm. but so this, this was, yeah, interesting that he was he was proud of me. I sweet. know, I know. I said we were going to wrap up, but hold on, I want to ask about Sorry. that. <laughs> Tell, yep. So, you're you're a little more subtle around alcohol consumption around your kids. How was that during lockdown? Well, they were basically on school, like in their rooms on their computers at school. So, gotcha. like I would, I would like pour myself a drink, whatever, and I would wash my glass and put it away. I would try to make sure that just the wine bottle wasn't sitting on the counter with a glass with red stains on it, just sitting there thinking I'm refilling it all day, which I kind of was. So I didn't want them to be aware of that. Um, yeah. Or just Did it kind of feel like you were like keeping a secret a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I was. And that's what it sounds like. Like, like kind of hide yeah, my glass. Like, I was hiding my glass. It was like that that shame right yeah and same with my husband too he was in the office upstairs and I would hang out on the main floor and he didn't know I was already pouring a drink at 12 o'clock and I would just put the booze bottles away and not leave them on the counter and yeah I was trying to be discreet about it so yeah another little red flag maybe Mm, perhaps well that's that's definitely um a sign that like things might be going down the wrong path. Yeah. Yeah. I fear I look back at that and think, where would I be if we were still like in lockdown? Oh, right. I'd probably be 50 pounds overweight, <laughs> drinking way more than I should be. And, you know, I've yeah. heard so many other people tell that exact same story as you Yeah, of like being yeah. in lockdown and, we go back to work and and people go, Oh no, I can't day drink now. Like you're definitely not the first person I've heard tell Mm -hmm. that exact same story. So yeah. Not only my clothes don't fit to go back to work, I can't day drink either. (laughs) So which is the worst part. Oh my God. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, much better place, clarity of mind and stronger body. And I just hope this continues onward for the rest of my life. Yes, the mental clarity is worth it alone. And Absolutely. you know, the physically feeling better, it's it's all worth it. So yeah. Yeah, again, okay. again, like if if you're listening and you're like, fuck you, I'm not drinking. I'm not going to stop drinking. That's totally fine. You could totally skip this podcast. Too bad you're at the end. You already yep. listened this yep. far. You listened the whole thing. Gotcha. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. I think it was very insightful um, hearing about your experience because your experience was very different than mine. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, that's just how it works, right? Everyone has different Great. experiences, which is what yeah. makes this podcast so fun. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that. Um, I think, I think people are going to take some stuff out of this and hopefully for the better. Great. I hope so. Well, thank you for coming on and thank you to everyone for listening. Yeah. Thanks for having me.